he's so fat he has to back into the toilet. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Weird Thing About That, where me and my fellow players are given a subject matter and have to find the weirdest, coolest or funniest story on that subject. Players' stories will be scored by our head judge and the winner will be revealed at the end of the episode. I'm Chris and joining me today, having just been banned from a Smash Brothers tournament for poor hygiene, Chucky. Yo. And also reading a story today is our normally head judge, Joe. Hello. And uh, judging our stories today is Randall Parker. Good art, Skip. Rando, how are you doing? Not too bad, thanks. How are you? Good. Glad to have you here again. Lovely. It's lovely to be here again. You're not getting rid of me that easily. <laughs> uh, Rando, if you can please give us today's subject and how it will be scored, please. Okay. Today's sub- subject is Iceland, and you will be marked on the Finder's Crispy Pancake Scale. <laughs> and who's going first? Uh, we will go with uh, Chucky. All right. Iceland is known as the land of fire and ice, which isn't difficult to understand when you can book yourself on a volcano tour to see lava whilst being surrounded by snow. For a country that is sat on top of two major fault lines whilst being within the Arctic region, you're going to get more than your fair share of tectonic activity whilst being damn cold, so I think the title's pretty apt. All of this is just an aside though, because what I really want to talk about is something that oddly enough isn't limited to Iceland. You see, Iceland is one of the few places you can witness the Aurora Borealis, the Northern Lights, not to be confused with the Aurora Australis, which are the Southern Lights. The Aurora Borealis can sometimes be seen during clear night skies when there's a lot of geomagnetic activity and little light pollution, though occasionally there have been reports of them even being witnessed completely localised in kitchens of elementary school teachers in America. Still, this isn't massively peculiar. What I find fascinating about this phenomenon is the folklore that is associated with it. I mean, we know what causes the Northern Lights now, but if you imagine hundreds of years ago, when we didn't have the technology, how would you justify the crazy light display you're seeing in the sky? A lot of countries have rather different approaches to this, with Alaskan Inuit communities historically being frightened of the lights, therefore resorting to carrying knives with them, implying that maybe a knife could somehow defend you from a particularly exuberant celestial display. Finland's stance was that the lights were caused by a mythical firefox sending sparks up into the sky as it ran across the snow. Iceland's take on this is a little more abstract, and it baffles me how it came to be. The allegedly common belief for Icelanders was that the northern lights would relieve pain caused by childbirth, but that expecting mothers should not look directly at the lights, as not only would the pain relief not work, but their baby would be born cross-eyed to boot. Now, maybe I'm just cynical, but I can imagine how this kind of bullshit could become woven into the fabric of history. And I can imagine a lady going into labour with a couple of people around her. Initially, she's feeling alright. She mentions that the pain is even bearable. Then Johan mentions, Wow, the lights are bright tonight, making the lady peer up at the night sky just as the labour's really starting to get going. From that moment on, she's feeling excruciating pain as she pushes a tiny new Icelandic life into the world. Just as the little bundle of joy is being wrapped up, Johan notices that the little baby has a lazy eye. I can almost imagine the pieces being put together that the only logical conclusion is that the lights cause the pain and the lazy eye. So although the land of fire and ice is one of the most beautiful places you could ever visit, I've got to say that I think the folklore of the place is a little suspect. But I guess it still beats carrying a knife to fight off some intangible geomagnetic displays. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. I was quite disappointed actually when you came back from Iceland and I asked you about the Northern Lights and I said, you know, is it is it like quite awe-inspiring and stuff? And you said something that makes perfect sense, but I never really thought about before. Is that on pictures, cameras are getting all the full colour, but as humans, our night vision is pretty much grayscale. And you said when you looked at them, it's the whole light display is pretty much just grayscale, isn't it? 
That, yeah, that's right. So, like, when, when it's night time, your eyes go into a sort of different mode where I can't remember if it's the cones or um, the other, other guys that are in your eyes. One of them, um, yeah, cones and rods. One of them is about detecting color, and your one's about detecting light. And so, your body basically goes all the way to the lights, please. And so, when you look up at the sky, as somebody who's seen the Aurora Borealis, uh, what you see is a sort of creamy whitey blue color and and that's when you've got um it, it goes on a scale from like zero to ten and so at like four or five you don't actually see like green color do you not just go out and see it during the day then <laughs> that that would be the better thing to do yeah just take a I've torch had, for you i actually know a bloke right <laughs> and he lives in anglesey right and he, he's just recovered from cancer and it was his dream Right, he, he, had, he had blueberries and got better, but don't listen to the story. But if, as his dream was to go see the Northern Lights in Iceland, and in January he went, right, and it was foggy. He didn't see a fucking thing. He gets back home, and his neighbour says you could see him from the back garden <laughs> in Anglesey. Yeah, that's happened, hasn't it? Like, on particularly, um, like, I don't know, what, what is it? That, is it like sun particles hitting the... It's, yeah, yeah, solar flares. Yeah, I used to have a pair of them. Oh, behave. From what the um, science teacher in school told me, which is probably wrong, sort of the solar flare sort of stretch the uh, magnetic um, juices away and then they kind of spring mm. back. Your science teacher uh, said that, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> and as they sort of spring back when they reach sort of a critical point, like a sort of band flipping back, it, it sort of releases like a sort of... Um, gas. Uh, ass, yeah. Gas. <laughs> like God. Yeah, God's a gas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see them, uh, but I wouldn't try and stab them. Well, yeah, this is just it. There, there was another. Um, it was Russian folklore. This um, that controversial. Yeah, I know. Um, there was a village, and a bunch of guys went away to fight in some sort of war. Also controversial right now. Um, but they had to have one guy look after all the women, and so as everybody went off to war. Um, something happened and by the time all the guys came back all the women were pregnant and the guy swore that it was the northern lights because he didn't do anything that's next level gaslighting no, isn't it? Yeah. no it wasn't me it was the sky uh, <laughs> 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 oh shit what, what can I blame there's no guys in the village it was the northern lights yeah. the milkman. could have been the milkman couldn't he yeah. penis one down to a nub but it was the sky that done it it's the bloodied stump where it used to stand <laughs> <laughs> All the children born cross-eyed. Yeah, <laughs> very painfully. I don't think I could be asked with the Northern Lights because you know on the news we say, "Oh, it's going to be a meteor shower at three o'clock in the morning," and so everyone goes, "Oh, I'm going to have a look." I couldn't be fucking asked. Too much arse aching it. If it happened during the day, I'd be more into it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they scheduled the eclipse for the day, didn't they? Yeah. Why yeah, can't they do I that mean, with everything else? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they thought about that, didn't they? Get the most viewers if they did it in the daytime. Yeah, all you're going to get at night is long-distance lorry drivers and paper boys. Yeah. <laughs> right, so should we go with um, Joe next? You are probably well aware of the typical Icelandic naming tradition of using the father's, or in some case the mother's, name as the basis for the new child's surname. So, for example, I would be Joseph Keithson, and my sister would be Marjorie Keith Daughter. 
But did you know that in 2009, a non-binary option was added, Burr, which simply means child of. So that's good, isn't it, Iceland? Well done. This information is at best a tenuous link to my story, though, as I want to tell you about possibly the worst Mur in Icelandic history. That is Hella and her husband, Fiala Eifendor, thought of by some folk as the closest thing to Bonnie and Clyde that Iceland have. Born in 1714 in the south of the country, Fiala Eifendor Johnson was raised by humble but hard-working parents who raised him on their farm to be polite and well-mannered. But upon reaching adulthood, as was the time, he packed up his meagre belongings and set off to find work elsewhere. Falling on hard times, he was reduced to stealing bread and cheese and was caught by an old lady thought to be a witch who cursed him for life to live the life of a man on the run but never being caught like Harrison Ford in that film, but with less dummies being thrown out of a big dam. But Joseph, I hear you cry, what does this have to do with Hella being a bad mum? Well, A, I shouldn't be able to hear that, but listen onwards. While fleeing, as he was forced to do regularly, he found refuge in the farm in the middle of the mountains run by Hella and her son. Now, compared to Fiala, Hella was a whole different bag of stroopwaffles. She was physically unattractive and said to have a dark and unpleasant personality with a cold, ruthless heart. It's the worst case of Paula Abdul's opposites attract that they fell in love and married in 1741. This seemed to be the catalyst for Hella, and she began a one-woman crime spree of petty theft, which quickly escalated to her drowning a young farmhand that had come seeking work on the farm. Forced to flee an angry pitchfork and torches mob, they fled into the mountains, leaving behind the children to fend for themselves. And this is where the story gets very dark. For the next 20 years, Hella and Fiella would have many, many children. And because of their nomadic lifestyle, or possibly because she was madder than a shithouse rat, Hella would commit infanticide each time a child was born. Only one child to survive to at least two years old, a girl who perhaps has the most cruel and unusual death. While being chased yet again, Hella feared the child would slow them down, and so to act as a distraction, she yeeted the child off the top of a waterfall, dashing the child on the rocks below. I told you this wasn't a fun story. The worst bit of this, though, before taking part in the first Icelandic toddler shot put, she held the child in her arms and sang it a traditional Icelandic lullaby, like a fucking horror movie. Fiala died sometime in 1783, and Hella was placed under house arrest due to her age and fragility. The last time she was seen, she was looking out over the mountains she had called her home and turned into her own personal baby graveyard. She disappeared that night, but many years later, a female skeleton was found high in the mountains, reported to be her. The moral of this? Think yourself lucky that you were not born with the surname Fialason or Fialas Doctor. I genuinely thought this was a folklore story until... Oh, it's real. This is, this is a real story. Yep. Wow. I mean, if you call your kid Hella, which is what, the goddess of death, uh, Mm, um, they're kind of setting them up for something, aren't you? I think it's just shot by Helen. Well, Joe, first of all, I need to say yellow card for saying yeet whilst referring to throwing a kid off a, a cliff. <laughs> I also said the first Icelandic baby shot put, you know. <laughs> I, I, that, that's a red card. Oh, mate, I've got to leave. Right, fine. That, oh. <laughs> I can't stand kids so on her side. <laughs> she give her a blue Peter badge. Right. <laughs> for one that she prepared earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. so the husband like wasn't that bad. Uh, he let a fucking killer kids. Of course, he was bad. Yeah, this is this is this is the weird bit about it. Cause it's like he knew that she was doing it, but didn't care. And I was like, I guess after the first one, maybe two, you're like, yeah, I'm just okay with this now. Like he's probably angry at the first one. But... Where are the kids? I've just chucked them off a fucking waterfall. Fair enough. Yeah. Me what are you like? 
they can. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think maybe it was an issue of like food or whatever, but then stop shagging. No oh, wait, no, it might have been the Northern Lights. Maybe that was what was doing. Uh, they were all coming out boss eyed. She's like, no child of mine's coming out boss eyed. It's all coming full circle, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's there's there's, pl- there's a lot of there's a few places named in Iceland after Hella, which is more dark than I care. Why would you name? There's not like a children's wing of the hospital or anything. As uh, in named after her, yes. not the goddess. Uh, I, uh, yeah, or death baby waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Hella maternity wing of the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Christ. It's, it's just one of those. I mean, like they, they, they're penders, the Bonnie and Clyde, and I don't remember Bonnie and Clyde, you know, murdering no. kids and, and launching off waterfalls. Yeah. <sighs> well, yes, that's right. So, I... best till last. Should we have a go with Chris. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you've ever seen Iceland's dramatic landscape full of rugged mountains, icy woodlands, stunning fjords, and violent active volcanoes, not to mention the eerie lights of the Aurora Borealis floating in the sky on clear nights. It's hard not to see how Iceland has become synonymous with rich folklore and mystery. So it stands to reason that they would have their own unique and weird twists when it comes to worldwide holidays. Christmas, for example, was a piece of folklore celebrated by the country that was so brutal and scary that in 1746, Iceland banned parents from telling their stories to their children. This led the stories being toned down to a much softer, harmless version that the children hear about today. The folklore in question is about a group of 13 mischievous gnome-looking pranksters known as the Yule Lads, who take turns to visit children's houses on the 13 nights leading up to Christmas. I won't attempt to butcher the Icelandic language by attempting to read the native names, but here's a quick rundown of their translated names and what they get up to in the tame version of the stories. There's Sheep Coat Clod. He harasses sheep, but is impaired by having peg legs. Gully Gawp. Gully Gawp, who steals milk. Stubby, who steals pans and eats the food stuck on them. Spoon Licker, who steals spoons to lick and is extremely thin due to malnutrition. There's Skier Gobbler, who has an affinity for Icelandic yogurt. Doorway Sniffer, with an abnormally large nose, which he uh, uses to seek out bread. Meat Hook, who uses a hook to steal meat. And I believe the rest are pretty self-explanatory. There's Bowl Licker, Pot Scraper, Door Slammer, Candle Stealer, Window Peeper, and who could forget, Sausage Swiper. Yes. Icelandic children also have to contend with the mother of the naughty lads, Grela, who is a foul child-eating troll, alongside her her demonic pet, the Yule Cat. So, as we see, nowadays, the Yule lads are generally reduced to harmless pranks and food stealing. But pre-1746, the stories of these guys are a lot more sinister, and involve them creeping around outside at Christmas time, kidnapping children away, cooking them alive and devouring them. Thankfully, the 13 miscreants are much more tame and even leave presents for children who leave their shoes out on the windowsill overnight. If you've been a good boy or girl, they'll leave you sweets. But if you've been bad, they'll leave you an offering of rotten potatoes, which still beats getting boiled alive in my books. The lads live on to this day in a cave alongside their mother and the demon cat on the Dimuborgale lava fields, waiting for the festival period to come around to get up to mischief. Gentlemen, your rebuttals. Man, sausage swiper. That's the t-shirt you want, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's like Protect a stag do t-shirt thing, isn't it? Like everyone gets one. It sounds a lot like where I live. That does actually. I mean, we've got we've got we've got Tommy Slippers who lives in the chip shop. <laughs> he, he talks bullshit all the time. His words about as reliable as Michael Schumacher's ski helmet. Um, <laughs> then we've got <laughs> then we've got we've got the knicker sniffer who's Nick's, <laughs> Got him. <laughs> We've got a fair few of them, so I quite like you, lads. I can, it sounds like Ram Marway, that does. <laughs> <laughs> 
To be fair, that is a thing. I don't know where that is a thing because, like, uh, where I used to work, there was like uh, there was there was Tommy carpets and there was Tommy computers because they were both called Tom. But one of them did carpets and one of them did computers. And I was like, we could just yeah. But which also, did which? Uh, well, Tommy computers did the carpets. Yeah, it was ah, of course. But then also, like, my dad used to go drinking with Dave Taxi because he drove a taxi. It, it's not <laughs> imaginative nicknames, is it? It's not like Chopper or Eagle Eaglecock, you know? It's <laughs> or Meathook. What was the spoon guy called? Spoon liquor. Spoon liquor. Yeah, emaciated because he just licks spoons. Used a spoon to lift food to your mouth. Mate, his <laughs> name's Spoon Liquor, not Spoon Lifter. Sounds like a seventies cop show that does Spoon Liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine him driving around in a Buick, shooting at people. <laughs> so right, and then what? Like you just. Is there any like a, a a Western a UK equivalent of this? Like, is it just like an advent calendar, but just elves? I think with more potatoes, but and shoes on windowsills, like yeah, but that's like a a, a Scandi thing, isn't it? Because it's uh, like if the, if you're good, you leave your sweets. If not, you get like um, birch twigs that are going to hit you. <laughs> but but why shoes? Yeah, uh, I guess it's because something everyone has. And also, like, because they're they're they're, they're scandy, they'll, they'll but, be they'll be clogs, won't they? Well, isn't this just like you know tradition in itself? You know, like, oh yeah, we're gonna put our shoes on the windowsill. Nobody questions why they just do it, and now it's, we're like twenty twenty two, and kids are still leaving shoes on windowsills. It's to appease the lads. Yeah, do you want sausage swiper coming and nicking in all your sausages? Because that's what'll happen. You don't want spoon liquor to lick your spoon, do you? Yeah, door slammer <laughs> and, and what was he called? Like bed sniffer or whatever. Yeah. It was door sniffer as well, isn't it? No one sniffs doors. Door what? Bike seat sniffer. sniffer. What was he? It was, what was, there was a sniffer, wasn't there? What was he called? Yeah, bike oh, seat sniffer. sniffer. Um, it wasn't called the, the frottler. Doorway sniffer. He was called doorway sniffer. sniffer. <laughs> Sniffing doorways is what's that about? He just hangs around in doorways going, that's well, he's, got, <laughs> he's got an abnormally large nose. He was born into it. Yeah, well, yeah, when you've got... What else was he going to be? Yeah. What else was he going to grow up to be? <laughs> Could have sniffed anything, but he chose door. Does he work in tandem with door slammer? Like, he's oh, like, hope he's not. like oh. that door stinks, get it shut. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could do it, but I'm limited just to sniffing the yeah, door. I've got one skill, pal, and that's it. I like them. I've seen pictures of them. And it is a genuinely, like, nice, fun thing. Nowadays, like, like yeah. a boy band. Uh, they're always drawn really gross. I think it's probably where like the uh, Roald Dahl got inspiration from from the BFG because they yeah. all had like Boy Cruncher and Bone Smasher and stuff, didn't they? Mm. So and he was a hack. So yeah, they weren't the a boy band, but they do. Um, they live on the Dimu Borgir lava fields, which I believe is the name of like some death metal band. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that Iceland like wasn't the the, the, the kickstart of like the, the black metal thing in with all the church burnings and stuff because that would have been a great story. No, we just got Sigur Ross instead. Yeah, I was, I was looking up famous musicians from Iceland and it's Sigur Ross and like like some guy called Clard Bing Bong or something. I'm like, oh, I want no part of this. Ah, oh, shit, yeah, it's Bjork, isn't there? Yeah. She didn't come up. She must have been like blacklisted or something. I don't know. <laughs> just speaking of like weird nicknames, uh, one just came into my head for. We had a Spanish teacher in school that we called Sheep Shagger. Did he have because, peg legs? Well, for one, he, uh, the re- he got called that for years and people got in serious trouble for uh, people used to make like sheep noises at him and get like real bad detentions for it. And it was because he once uttered the phrase, you can't pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> That's and that it, was, locked in. That was him branded for years. Kids are cruel. <laughs> I was going to say, like, if he's got peg legs, what was he called? Sheep warrior or whatever. <laughs> Sheep botherer. It was sheep coat clod. Yeah. If he's got peg legs, sheep are safe. He can't get over a cattle grid with them. 
He'll get wedged in. I think he's got wooden feet at the bottom of him. Well, depends. If they like stilts and really thingy, if the, if his legs are like stilts, he could sort of like walk over, couldn't he? You know, he wouldn't need to walk between. It's just massive steps. So. Like a like, 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 really impressive pelvic yeah, muscles. Yeah. Yeah, like a thing from War of the Worlds. Yeah. With his, <laughs> his, his penis is the third leg. This is all very trouserial, hasn't it? <laughs> Okay. Right. Um, Randall, can we please have today's scores? You can, right then. Uh, now, Chucky, with his Northern Lights baby bullshit, uh, I gave him five Finders Crispy pancakes for that. Uh, Joe, with your Iceland Bonnie and Clyde and your baby eating, I've given you six crispy pancakes. Yes, ham and, and cheese. Chris, and Chris, for your Yule Lads K-pop band, I've <laughs> given you eight Finders oh, Crispy pancakes. Yeah. Oh. So Chris is today's winner. Lovely stuff. That's two whole boxes, that. Two whole boxes. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, at WeirdThingPod. Come and say hello. And also come say hello to Randall. His Twitter handle is at RandallParker1, is that right? That's correct. Uh, check out Randall Parker's film club, The Podcast. It's amazing. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode. Weird thing about that. I bet it's also like the Japanese flag, doesn't it?